All right. Hello, everyone. So, before I start this episode, I just want to say thanks to everyone who followed me on Instagram at at a Gilmore Girl podcast. You should follow me and you should message me your opinions and comments and feedback. I would love to hear what everyone has to say, what you have to say. That'd be great. Um, but thank you to the people who have followed me on Instagram. I really appreciate it. Um, and I, I post like stuff, um, like when I'm recording and I post every Wednesday. So keep that in mind. Every Wednesday. Last time I posted like 12 p.m. on Wednesday. I recorded on Wednesday and posted on Wednesday. So I wasn't like, it wasn't like 12 a.m. Wednesday, but today it's Tuesday. And so I'm recording and then I'm going to post 12 a.m. Wednesday, as it should be, honestly. Um, I don't know why I didn't realize that last week, but this week I'm doing better. So, anyway, this is the sixth episode of this podcast, and also we're talking about the sixth episode of season one, called Rory's Birthday Parties, and this is one of my favorite episodes, honestly. I feel like I say that. I don't say that with every episode, but this is a good one. I like this one. Uh, mostly because we have a little heart-to-heart moment. And I feel like we kind of get a taste of, like, season five Rory, which uh, a lot of people in, like, the fandom really don't like. But, um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll get to that part. So, the premise of this episode, we all know, Emily doesn't want to give up Friday night dinners. Um, or the Friday night dinner where the Friday is Rory's birthday. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay. (laughs) Rory's birthday is on Friday and Lorelai wants to postpone dinner to Saturday or whatever, but she doesn't budge. And in this situation, I do think Emily's being really unreasonable. Like, girl, I just, I mean, birthdays in general, at least for me, just have a horrible track record. Just in terms of, like, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of, uh, I have mixed feelings about birthdays. Um, and it's not that I haven't had one that I've enjoyed, but I feel like I've, like, I don't know. Like, recently, if I'm looking at, like, the past, so I'm 17 now. And my 17th birthday was in quarantine. And that's totally fine with me. I don't. What did we even do? I think we just... I just ate food at home. What else? Um, And I FaceTimed, like, my family and shit like that. But, like, other than that, I didn't really do anything. And for 16, I had uh, family over, which is way more chill. I'll I'll, I'll talk... I talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later, but... um, And, like, the year before that... What even, I've never had, like, a party with friends, really. I've had one in middle school. I think that was, like, for my 14th birthday. But, like, uh, since then, birthdays have just been, like, it's so, I just don't feel like I have, like, this is kind of, it's a little shady, but, um, I just don't feel like I would enjoy it with the group of people that I would invite, you know, like, the people that I hang out with every day. I just planning all of that and like doing all of that it stresses me out a lot for just no reason you know what I mean um and I think a lot of people can relate to that (laughs) like parties are 
stressful sometimes, you know, and I just don't think that I have the right company to enjoy it. I just, I don't know. And that's why I had family parties last time. And it was so chill. Like, I didn't have to worry about anything. Because my parents did all the fucking planning. And so, like, uh, yeah, that's why. That's why. I don't really like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not a big fan of birthdays. But I think it's because I don't have the right company. Uh, I don't know if I should say that or not, but... I mean, nothing against them. I just, I low-key get stressed out when that shit happens. And I don't know if they see it. Like, when I go to their parties, like my friends' parties, they're hella stressed out. Like, there was this one party where um, one of my friends' parties, she was stressed the entire time. And I was like, like, geez. Like, we could have just not, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know, like, um, in that situation, like, does the good outweigh the bad? Because it wasn't a horrible time, but she was definitely really stressed out, so. That's why I don't, I don't fuck with birthdays. At least, at least not now. I, I, I just, I don't feel the need to do that. I'd rather just be by myself, if I'm being really honest. Or be with people that, like, can't, this is kind of sad and a little bit personal like we're kind of straying away from Gilmore Girls which is I mean I mean I had one job which was to talk about Gilmore Girls but I'm talking about myself a little bit but I just what was I even talking about wait a sec like when you have a birthday with family instead of friends you're because family can't like see your party or like you know, hang out with you and just be like, oh, like, you're not that fun to be around, so I'm just gonna leave and just never talk. Like, family can't do that. I think that's the, some part of the reason why I don't want to have, I don't know, it's, I've, I have some issues, personal issues, uh, that we won't get into completely, but if you want that, let me know, because, I mean, actually, we should probably never do that. I should just go see a therapist or something, but anyways, um, it's also not that deep, guys. I think I made it seem a little bit dramatic. That's, that's one of my specialties. But, um, uh, it's really not that deep. I just don't really like birthdays. It stresses me out. Anyways, next. So, Emily's having a little bit tr- of trouble, uh, finding a cool present for Rory. And, oh, let's talk about pudding, because that's a thing, apparently. Um, so, apparently, Lorelai and Rory like pudding, and they told Emily that, and because of that, you know, she remembered that she, you know, served pudding again at, like, Friday night dinners or something like that. And Lorelai took that as, like, oh, she's, like, reaching out, making amends a little bit, like, being, like, I know, you you know, like, mother-daughter stuff, basically. And that's why she's so excited, which, rightfully so, that was really cute. And also, I think the shopping was really cute, too. Like, Lorelai was, I mean, she was being a little bit snarky. That's just her personality, but, like, she was being so sweet, and that was a, that was a nice scene. Um, they're shopping, and okay, can we just talk about the fashion? The early 2000s fashion. I used to hate on early 2000s fashion, fashion, fashion for the longest time, but, like, okay, you know that guitar purse that Lorelai picks up and is like, hey, Rory will love this. Um, all the other purses on the rack were so cute. Um, no one probably cares about that, but I do. 
Uh, and, oh my god, those purses were so cute. The planner, I, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't, I could care less about a planner. But, um, uh, cause they were looking at planners and stuff. And she's like, Lorelai was giving Emily, like, ideas, like, buy this, buy this. And Emily was like, pearls and, you know, but. For the longest time, I've been hating on early 2000s fashion. Uh, but I shouldn't, because that shit was actually fire. Like, okay, but not the Bermuda shorts and Aeropostale t-shirts. I'm so glad I wasn't that... First of all, I wasn't skinny enough to look look good, quote-unquote, in those. Because nobody looked fucking good in those. Um, but... I wasn't skinny enough, so I just didn't wear those things. I wore, um, leggings and... Ooh, I'm so sorry. I, like, drank water during that. Should I cut that out? No. No. Uh, we're not cutting that out, because I just... I don't... Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was, like, a weird drinking noise there, but I just, I just took a sip of water. Anyways. What are we talking about? Oh, yes. I was a little bit too chubby to feel comfortable in a Bermuda shorts and that, like, tight Aeropastel shirt. Um, and honestly, looking back, all of my other skinny friends looked, um, just, just, they just look bad, too. No one looked good in that shit. I don't, I don't, I really don't get why that shit was a trend, but it was. And so, like, not that early 2000s fashion. I'm talking about, like, the little baby purses, and then the, I don't know about low-rise jeans, okay, um, some people can really rock them, some people can't, um, another thing was the sunglasses, I feel like that was the thing, the sequins, the cell phones, oh my god, duh, if any of you watch Mike's Mike on YouTube, you know, he recently, like, posted a video about, um, uh, like, he found his mom's old flip phone, and he just, like, uh, different scenarios, how he would, like, snap his phone shut, that kind of thing. Oh my god. I wish I had a flip phone. I think, um, never mind. That's not important. I was start gonna start going on a tangent about, like, phones and shit. That's not, I need to stay on topic here. Um, anyways, I've barely talked about Good More Girls this episode. But anyways, early 2000s fashion. It's pretty bomb, not gonna lie. And um, so the shopping trip uh, really brought them closer together. Mother-daughter vibes, which is nice. And really sweet. I thought it was sweet. It's, it's weird seeing them in a good place, especially in season one. Uh, cause I feel like tensions are high at that time because they're, everyone's so new to like the Friday night dinner type thing, like seeing each other more often and stuff like that. So I feel like, um, seeing them like this for the first time, like in, I think this is the first time we see them actually get along by them. I mean, Emily and Lorelai on their shopping trip. So that's good. And so, um, Rory finds out. <laughs> later the next day at school that for her party at oh I don't even know if I mentioned that so they decide that they're gonna have two parties one on Friday night at Emily's house and one on Saturday at Roy and Lorelai's house and at, for the party at Emily's house 
this bitch invites every kid at Chilton. And as bad as I do feel for Rory, this shit is so funny. Like, imagine the kids that you hate the most <laughs> at your party. Oh my god, that sucks, but that's so funny. It's like one of those things where, like, if it happened to you, you'd be so pissed. But, like, it's just... It's not that serious, so you can laugh if it happens to someone else. <laughs> but, anyway. So... Rory finds out about that, and she sees that Lorelai's in such a good mood about the shopping trip, you know, about the pudding, that she doesn't really, you know, express those concerns. Like, a bunch of kids that I hate are going to be at my party, and, you know, my grandmother, Emily, didn't ask me before she invited all these people, but she doesn't say anything. I don't know. Um, and also, uh, I think she was just trying to, like, make up an excuse, but this girl was complaining about an A-, minus. like, Lorelai was like, hey, Rory, what's wrong? Because she was acting kind of weird because of the party, and then Rory's like, I got an A- minus on a test I should have gotten an A on, and I'm like, oh, like, that's, that's private school vibes. <laughs> Everyone just, oh my god, complaining, it's just Fishing so hard for compliments. Just shut up. No one cares. Good for you. Good for you. But no one cares. I'm sorry. Um, this is not directed towards Rory. It's just reminding me of people who... Anyways. Next. Next. Not getting into personal issues. Anyways. <clears throat> so, anyways. Uh, Friday comes along. And at 4 a.m., this is super cute, how she, like, wakes up Rory on her birthday and tells her the story about, you know, her birth and shit. And Lorelai thinks she's quirky because birth was painful for her and she resented it. But I'm sure a lot of women feel that way. Um, but whatever. Anyways. <clears throat> and I know she's probably joking, but she, like, made a joke about um, throwing ice chips at the nurses because she was in so much pain. And I know I'm... I, pretty sure it was a joke but like imagine if she wasn't joking and like how fucked do you have to be to actually like pelt nurses the people who work so hard for not even like half the pay of doctors like imagine uh, oh god to pelt nurses with ice just <laughs> anyways i'm sure she was joking but like you you have to be messed like really angry to anyways we love nurses, and that's on period. Okay, so Friday night comes along, and it's the Chilton party, and Emily's setting up and yelling at the servers, like, before um, people arrive. It's, like, giving me major Karen vibes, um, and, like, let's just be honest here. I know I said Emily was my favorite Gilmore, and she kind of is, but she does give me major Karen vibes, and in a year in the life... Um, they do this really racist thing where, like, her new servants are, um, I, they're brown, they're his, I think they're supposed to be Hispanic, but she doesn't know what language they're speaking. Uh, that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. That was a little bit, that was not tasteful at all. That was not PC, politically correct. Um, and low-key, Emily is a Karen, uh, not even gonna lie, but, uh, hopefully she's the type of Karen that maybe wears a mask, uh, maybe doesn't 
call the police on black people. Maybe she, hopefully, you know, no. I don't know. That kind of got a little bit, but I don't think Emily would do that. Let's just hope that she's like a milder Karen. Like, call the manager Karen, but like, not call the cops Karen. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> got a little bit off track. Um, <clears throat> so, let's change the subject. Lorelai's dress and Rory's dress are amazing. I'm sorry. A little bit of a fashion, <laughs> fashion nerd here, but. I'm sorry, that was really bad. God, this episode is a train wreck. Um, <clears throat> but honestly, Lorelai's dress is so pretty. And so is Rory's dress with, like, the little, like, um, jacket thingy. Hers is, like, green and shit. Really cute. Anyway. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I know I have been super negative and super, um... Uh, how do you say? Very critical of Ror- uh, of Lorelai. And people, I think they listened to my pilot episode, and I really was being hard on Rory. And, like, when I look at my, like, watch stats on um, the app that I use on Anchor, I, like, because people, hella people listen to my pilot episode, but not a lot of people, <laughs> I'm not complaining or anything, this is totally fine. But I think it's the reason is, is because I was so negative in the pilot episode. Um, but later, guys, I get, I get kind of positive in the later episodes. So if, if you know someone who did, well, you probably don't. But anyways, up until now, I was really negative about uh, Lorelai's whole situation and how she ran away from home and shit. And I knew she needed her space. I'm not trying to like deny her um, feelings and like her pain about that kind of thing. And but I still, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, she always had her parents' money to go back on. You know what I mean? She, you can't deny her privilege. You can't deny, like, her pain and, the, like, the need that she felt to leave. But you also can't deny her privilege and how good she had it. But she was talking, um, I think the character's name was Mitzi, uh, is supposed to be one of Lorelai's high school friends. And she's the absolute worst and like just imagine everyone around you acting like that like I just I kind of get it now I kind of get it like the people from Lorelai's past are kind of the absolute worst I feel like this is the time we get like a taste of it like when I like obviously Laura um Richard and Emily are part of that group too but like those are her parents so she doesn't really have like a choice there to other than to you know deal with it but, like, damn. That girl was the worst. Um, but anyways. Uh, Rory's having a horrible time at the party. She, like, walks into a room with all the Chilton kids. And one of the guys... One of the guys is like... This is such a weird situation. Like, one of the guys is like, who's that? Like, when Rory walks in and the other guy's like, I think it's her party. Like, that, that would never happen. I'm sorry. That's just what... Um, that's just what... The adult writers think that high school is like, um, which is not. The thing is, no one really gives a crap about anyone, really. Uh, everyone is just, like, invested and absorbed in themselves. So, I don't know. That shit wouldn't happen. I'm sorry. It's like, it gives me, like, I, 
the thing about Gilmore Girls is it is realistic to some extent. Um, but there are parts where I'm like, a 40-year-old wrote this scene. <laughs> but anyways... And we see, you know, kind of... Well, we do know that Paris is kind of, like, in love with Tristan a little bit. But, girl, you can do way better. Like, I know Paris is kind of, like, a bitch sometimes. But she, she anyone can do... Everyone can do way better than Tristan. But anyways. So, um, the party goes on. We're not having such a great time. Um, and, uh, what happens? Emily says, Rory come hither, girl, and, um, sorry, uh, Emily, you know, asks Rory, you know, give a speech or something, say a few words to your guests, and Rory freaks the fuck out and doesn't want to do that, and so she, you know, kind of melts down, she's like, I don't want to do that, like, this is not, this is not, uh, these are not my guests, these are your guests, and she kind of has a meltdown, and honestly, this is what I'm talking about, um, where, like, we get a little bit of a taste of, like, Rory a couple seasons later, where she kind of acts out a little bit. And that's the thing when, like, you're all perfect all the time. You feel like you need to be like that at all times. And so, I mean, obviously, like, you're bound to break down. Like, Rory has been, like, following this, like, path that she has set for herself years like, in advance, which I feel like is never the way to live life. I mean, college is one thing, you know, I guess you got to plan ahead for that, but, like, she really did have her whole life planned out, and it's good to have vision, but I think that that's what goes wrong with Rory in later seasons, is that she feels like she hasn't really lived, I think, and she feels like she needs to you know, kind of break away from that system a little bit and actually, like, not be human. I mean, she is, she's had valuable experiences and stuff. It's not that she, let me figure out how to phrase this. It's just that she's just been following this path that she has had in her mind, like, cemented in her brain for her entire life by her own choice. But she's having second thoughts about that. And I think, like, we kind of get that from Rory here, where she kind of has second thoughts about, um, like, this party and, like, being all goody-two-shoes all the time and stuff like that. Because she was angry. Like, she... The thing is... Like... Okay. How do I, like, figure out how to kind of say this? The thing is with Rory is that her whole character is kind of um, being perfect all the time, and that just doesn't make sense, just, like, no person is perfect all the time, obviously, but the thing is, up until now, what emotions has Rory even experienced? That sounds kind of bad, but she's been kind of robotic for, like, most of the show so far, like, Lorelai has had, has had ups and downs, Hell, even Suki has had ups and downs, but this character hasn't. And that's why we needed that major down a couple seasons later. Uh, and that's why I think it's important that that happened. Anyways, my point is we get a little bit taste, we get a little taste of Rory a couple seasons from now. Anyways, 
So Rory has like that little meltdown and Emily starts to be really short with Rory. And I think that's because it's kind of a reminder of Lorelai's meltdowns and like Lorelai pushing Emily away. Like, and the thing is, I think that Lorelai and Emily's biggest issue was lack of communication and also miscommunication. So when Rory kind of, um, uh, what is it, lashes out at Emily, Emily starts to shut her out a little bit because she's hurting too. I think the thing is, okay, we'll we'll get into that. All right, what I was going to (laughs) say is that, so Emily starts to be really short with Rory because it reminds her of Lorelai. And I think the thing is for Emily is that she shows her love through things like a party or like a fancy gift. And honestly, I think the root cause of like all of the dynamic and problems between the Gilmore girls is like a difference in love language. I know that's kind of weird, but like what's what are the love languages? Like material like um like a gift. A quality time, physical affection, um, I'm not sure what, it, like, words of affirmation, like, shit like that, and some of the more, like, you know, quality time, words of affirmation, those are Lorelai and Rory's kind of love languages, I guess, or, like, maybe not, yeah, love languages, they they love each other, they're, they're family, right, and the thing is, for Emily, is that she shows like, appreciation and love through things that are more subtle. Well, maybe not subtle, but, like, things that are a little bit, like, a gift. You know what I mean? And it's obviously not her, like, Emily's intention to make Rory feel bad, but she's also hurting. So I don't really blame Emily for starting to be short with Rory after she melts down, because, honestly, Rory did not even, like, Rory didn't say anything about not wanting the party either so like how the hell is Emily supposed to even know she should have talked to Emily honestly um so I don't think that that melt like Rory's little meltdown is warranted in any way because she did not tell Emily that she didn't want that party um to be like with a bunch of Chilton people or whatever so anyways I think I'm taking Emily's side here because you don't just melt down at this function or whatever when you, you kind of set yourself up for it. Okay. Emily did this thing. You should have talked to her about it. You don't just sit silent and then just make a scene of the thing. But I mean, Rory's feelings are valid, but I do think that, um, Emily has a point where like, she didn't even say anything to her. Like, um, about the party and stuff. And so, yeah, I think that, um, because a lot of us are kids watching this show, um, we don't talk about Emily's pain enough because we don't understand it. Because it's like the pain of a parent, the pain of like a grandparent, you know what I mean? Like, so, her pain is a little bit foreign to us, and we don't understand it. But what we do understand is, like, Rory lashing out because, um, you know, like, a grandparent or a parent, like, doesn't understand. Like, 
we can relate to that. We can relate, you know, not agreeing with our parents and, you know, what they want for us and shit like that. But it's hard for us to relate to, like, the parents' side of things um, a lot of the time. So uh, because of that, I think Emily's pain kind of goes unnoticed and not talked about as much. And I think that's why when my mom watched this show, she had many different opinions on it. And I'll be honest, when I first watched this show, I did take everything at like face value and stuff. But I think my mom kind of, because she, because my mom is my mom and she's a mom, um, she kind of saw um, everything in the eyes of a mom. And she was like, she kind of understood Emily a little bit better, and she still didn't like Lorelai that much, but, um, she, yeah, I think she understood Emily a little bit better. And also, stubbornness is a trait of the Gilmores. So, like, the chances of them even feeling empathy for the other one's situation, no, like, okay, they can feel empathy for the other one's situation, but the chances of them, like, um, compromising or like, having, like, a civil conversation is pretty slim, uh, that's just, that's just them, so I think that's, like, the root of their issues, like, they just don't show people they care about them, they just, they don't show people that they care about, wait a second, they don't show people they care about them in the same ways, Emily shows them through gifts, and, like, material possessions and parties and shit like that. And Lorelai and Rory are more, like, quality time, words of affirmation, shit like that. You know, a little bit more personal. And I don't think either is better than the other. Like, you know, you show your love how you show your love, I guess. I don't really know. Um, and they're all stubborn as hell, so we know they're not going to try and understand the other ones, um... Um, like, love language, I guess, I don't know. Or, like, the fact that the other one is just trying to show, like, hey, mom, I care about you, here's this, this, and this. And then Emily's, you know, like, you see this later in the show where, like, Lorelai kind of, uh, gets really, like, deep with Emily and is like, thanks, mom, whatever, mom. And then Emily doesn't really know how to act. And sometimes she, like, deflects and is like, like, you know... Uh, you're just saying that, you're not doing this and that, and it, the same thing happens when, uh, Emily, like, buys, like, shit for Rory and Lorelai, where Lorelai and Rory are, like, like, we didn't ask for this, like, there's just, like, a lot of miscommunication in turn, in, like, really, um, in ways that are, like, kind of larger than just talking, where it's kind of just, well, for, we're, Okay. Their miscommunication is mostly centered around the way that they show love for other people. Okay. That's what I meant. That's what I wanted to say. So, anyway, I think it's the... Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about... Oh, no, just kidding. So that's the end of that. The Friday night party doesn't go too well. But Rory feels bad, and she invites Emily and Richard to come to the Saturday night party. And the morning of that, uh, Rory goes to uh, a college fair. Jesus Christ. Um, 
and she and Paris both see each other at the Harvard booth. And this is sort of the beginning of their friendship, and that's fine and dandy. But what really hit me with this scene was that, you know, they were scared of, like, going to the same school because they didn't want to see each other at school because they hate each other. Um, And I can... I can high-key relate to this, like, one of my biggest fears is going to college with somebody that I know, and, because the thing is, with college, I kind of just want to, like, um, uh, just to pop off, no, but, like, also, low-key, but, like, the thing about college, like, the, really, like, uh, the thing that excites me the most is, like, the fact that you don't know anybody, and you can just make new friends, and just, like, uh, be a new person, or whatever, not, not, like, a, a new person, but, like, you know, you get to, like, start fresh with new people, and they don't really know you, and you can just kind of make new friends, like, that's the fun part of college, you know what I mean, but, like, when you have, like, relationships that are already, like, like, I was, I was gonna say pre-packaged, but that's not, I don't know why that popped into my head, but, like, already formed relationships with, that are already complex, you're bringing all that fucking baggage to college, I don't want that, I'm sorry, I kind of, I kind of popped off there, um, but, seriously, I don't really don't want to go to the college, some people, um, and I'm worried that that'll definitely happen, because, Loki, like, we have the same interests and shit like that, oh my god, and, look, this sounds really bad, but I genuinely think it's gonna be a deciding factor in, like, my decision-making process, that sounds so fucking bad, like, at what, at, I don't know, like, at what cost, you know what I mean, like, what if I get into f- a really fucking, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but, like, if I get into a school I really want to go to, but this other bitch is going to the school, same school, do I really want to still go there, I don't know, I don't, oh, god, should I change my major, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, no, but seriously, like, do I change my major, do I, Oh, God. And, like, if you do go to the same school as, or college, um, as someone you know, you know that you're gonna have, like, you're gonna have that, like, I guess we should be roommates, and then you never get away from them. Anyways. I'm so sorry. I really got personal in this. Uh, hopefully nobody I know is watching this, or, sorry, listening to this. This is a podcast. Um, but, yeah, I am terrified. Or do any of you guys feel the same? Sorry. Do any of y'all feel the same? I'm trying to stay gender neutral, and that's on period. So. I don't know. Let me know. DM me at at a Gilmore Girl podcast. Let me know how you think. We'll have a conversation about it. I need to talk about this with someone. Like, and I I was talking to, like, my brother and my mom about it, and they were like, like, shut up. Like, you're not gonna switch a school. Like, you're not gonna not go to a school that you really want to go to just because this other person's going there. But, like, <laughs> watch me, okay? Like, I, oh my god. Like, all of high school, that's all I fucking wanted to get as far away from, you know, this life. Not that it's a bad one, or not that this community of people is a bad one. I just want to experience something new. That is all. And I know it's a big school. Like, they even say that. Like, Rory's, like, they're kind of looking at each other. Like, Rory and Paris, like, 
you know, Harvard's a big school, we won't see each other, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the thing is, like, they hate each other. Like, I'm talking about, like, my friends. Like, no offense, guys, but I just don't want to see you in my 8 a.m. class. All right? No, definitely not 8 a.m. I don't know how college works, actually. Um, can you tell? I'm, I'm 17 fucking years old. I don't, know, I don't know how this works. I should at this point. Um, but I don't know, guys. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I keep, I keep fucking up about that. That is something I need to work on, too. It's using gender-neutral pronouns. Uh, or just phrases. Um, oh, my God. This is actually getting me really stressed out. Like, that's why I'm, like, kind of rambling right now. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I really hope that doesn't happen to me. But it's, like, you don't understand. Like, maybe y'all on the other side of there, y'all listen everyone. Maybe you who are listening think like, oh, she's being dramatic about this girl. Okay, maybe I am. Maybe I, maybe I fucking am. Maybe the person that I'm thinking about, um, that, that I really don't want to go to school with, um, maybe they feel the same way too, which God bless. And okay, the thing is, they're a lot smarter than me, so they'll, they'll probably go to some Ivy or some shit like that. And I'll, you know, go to a CSU and I'll be completely happy. I'll be happy there. I will be happy there. Because, I'm sorry, am I... I really hope I didn't blow up um, the mic there. That's kind of fucked up. Oh, God. What even is this episode? Anyways. <laughs> so, Paris and Rory talk about college and we see, like, the kind of um, dynamic that they kind of... Um, like, they kind of put, like, their hatred like rivalry I guess to rest and there it's kind of like the beginning of a new friendship which will last for many years anyways we haven't even gotten to Rory's other party so the party the Saturday party Rory invites Emily and Richard to the party and oh my god is this party like so lit like this party's fun and like I wish I had that many friends (laughs) But, like, this is the reason, like, I had a family party. Like, I have that much family. And that party was lit as fuck. Like, and I never would have had such a good time at, like, a, like a friend hangout party. And, like, I was about to do something for that, like, my last year's birthday. But I decided against it. And I honestly don't regret that decision. Because um, family parties uh, over friend parties any day. But I also think it depends on company. Uh, let's, which is kind of sad that I kind of prefer one group over the other. I feel like I should be good with either thing, but I'm not. Uh, so family parties rule. Family parties are the best because it's not stressful. At least for me. I, I feel lucky that I have a chill family. Anyways, I mean, not that chill, but whatever. And so as fate would have it, Emily and Richard arrive at the party and... That's so cute. And honestly, I can't believe, like, uh, um, uh, uh, what is, what are they going to say? Emily and Richard have never been to their house. Jesus Christ. Like, I think I kind of, like, jeez, your parents have never been, anyways. God, I've rambled too much this episode. And, oh, one of my favorite parts of the entire episode, Luke 
brings the ice. Basically, they run out of ice at the party, and Lorla is about to, you know, go out and get more. But Mr. Luke Danes, Mr. Danes, he shows up with some extra ice. That's so cute. It's like he knows her so fucking well. Vibes. I ship it. Anyways. And so does Emily. Emily ships it, okay? And Emily's like, who's that man? How long have you been seeing him? And all that stuff, which is cute. Mother-daughter vibes. Except not with my mother and my daughter. No, not my daughter. I'm the daughter. Um, No, I would never talk about anything like that with my mom. No offense, mom. It's just kind of weird, you know what I mean? Anyways, I kind of talked about this in the other episode where, like, uh, Medina and Rory... No, Medina and Lorelai and... Dean and Rory go on double dates together, and that weirds me out a lot because I just can't relate. Um, being part of a, uh, my parents are immigrants. They're not very, um, how you say, cultured and shit like that. Well, they're very cultured in, in their own, but maybe not American culture too much, which is fine. Not a bad thing at all, but it would just be weird to kind of talk about that shit with them. Anyways, I'm just not comfortable with that. (laughs) I literally just, I was, I record this podcast in my parents' car because it's the only place that's, like, kind of quiet, and I know there will be no background noise, and I know that I can just, like, scream as much as I want, I guess. And my dad saw me getting into the car, and he's like, what are you doing? Are you going somewhere? I'm like, no, I'm recording my podcast, so, and he was like, what? And I was like, my podcast... Uh, I did not tell him about it. Um, and he'll never know um, about it. He'll never listen to this. All right? Because <laughs> I curse in this. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what do you want What do you want me to fucking do? Anyways, I'm sorry. So Luke brings the ice, and Emily's like, I ship it. And then when they leave, so basically what happens is Emily kind of starts to realize, like, damn, like, I really don't know my daughter and my granddaughter and she sees the picture of Lorelai's broken leg and she's like you didn't tell me you broke your leg and and when she's in the car she says like Emily says she's right I don't know my daughter at all because Lorelai kind of said that um when they were fighting about Emily being short with Rory after the Chilton party and stuff like that and honestly that's really sad like, imagine, like, like, imagine that feeling, like, you raised this kid, I mean, up until 16, and, like, that's your kid, you know what I mean? Like, you should, if you should know, if you, if you're supposed to know anybody in this world, like, inside and out, it should be your kid, right? And that's just not the case, which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing, it's just kind of an unfortunate thing, you know? It's not... Anyways, oh my god, Mr. Dean makes a bracelet out of some fucking string and, like, a piece of metal. I'm sorry, Dean. I'm just, I'm just jealous, honestly. This is, that's what this whole podcast is. I'm just being jealous. Oh. But Dean shows up and, okay, first of all, Lorelai sees them through the window, right? What a horrible-ass place to meet up with your boyfriend, girl. Right in front of the kitchen window. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, they're in there all the fucking time and like I don't know Rory you could have gone like behind the house or some shit or like even in front of the house or I don't know like this girl doesn't think shit through anyways whatever 
So he gives her a bracelet. And honestly, that is actually really cute. I know I'm a jealous little hoe and I shit talk. I'm, go- I'm about to shit talk Dean a lot. We sh- He's just not a good fit, but uh, for her, but we'll talk about that later. Um, um, and he gets her a bracelet and that is actually really cute and really thoughtful and he made it and that's cute. And that's on period. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of where it ends and Lorelai sees that and she's like, oh shit, uh, you got a big storm coming. Wait, what is that? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Where that old lady is like, well, honey, you got a big storm coming. And then she like, she strikes a pose. Anyways, whatever. Um, uh, so that's the end of this episode. I ran a little bit long today, but I, that's cause I just, I just talked way too much about personal issues that no one cares about, but I hope that it was interesting for you to listen to. Tell your friends, tell your mom, maybe not, yeah, don't tell your mom about this podcast, um, but tell your friends to tune in, you know, if they like the show and shit like that. Message me your thoughts, give me feedback at, at a Gilmore Girl podcast on Instagram, and yeah, I'll see you guys next week, goodbye, period, 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 and that's on period, alright, goodbye.